Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for July 24th, right? 24th? Right. 2007. I'm your host, Pete Warner, and we have several emails to read. Now, uh, if we, when you send us an email, if we read it on the show, we send you your own Diz Unplugged t-shirt, and then at the end of the month, we take all the, uh, all the emails that we've read on the show, we select one person at random. Julie gets in touch with that person, asks them to give us a number between 1 and 30, and we have 30 corresponding envelopes here in our podcast studio. Each one has a different prize in it. Prizes can range anywhere from a $25 gift certificate to the grand prize, which is reviewing a restaurant with Kevin Close. <laughs> Your own and close then, encounter? And then, at the, <laughs> and then at the end of the year, we take all the people that we've given those prizes to, and one of those people... Gets to win a cruise. Last anniversary show, cruise? The last show we do before Christmas, we will give away a cruise. So That's cool. It's that very cool. cool. And you can send us your emails to podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can go to our podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and fill out the form that you find there, and you can send us some feedback if you want to ask us a question, you have a suggestion for the show, anything at all. If we read it on the show... I just told you what happens. I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> If you weren't paying attention. Too bad. All right. Who would like to go first this week? I will, since Bob stole my rapid fire spot. <laughs> Whoa. Look at our Looks face. could kill. I'd be I'm telling dead. you. <laughs> Mine's from Jennifer in New Braunfels, Texas. Sorry if I murdered your city. <laughs> oh, that's where they have that cool water park that they show on TV all the time. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, anyway, she Just and her a best fountain of trivia over there. <laughs> <hard. laughs> yeah, and they're going to kill me. It's like Schlitterbahn. Yeah, or Schlitterbahn. Something. Yeah. It's like it's like Rain Man. <laughs> it's like the trivia Rain Man. <laughs> I watch way too much Travel Channel. <laughs> oh. Go ahead, Joy. Well, her and her best friend are taking their four-year-old daughters to Walt Disney World this September for eight days. It's her daughter's first visit, and both girls are huge Disney princess fans. Um, she's going to. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party on 921, and the only ADR available for Cinderella's Castle was at 6.50. They plan to enter the park around 5. She wants to know if the castle dinner will eat too, eat up too much of their party time, or would it be a welcome princess break in the approximate six-hour time frame that they'll be in the park? Also, I'm somewhat concerned about the fright factor at this party. Are their costumes and theming too strong for the four-year-old age group? No. I didn't think so this either. This is the most tame Halloween party you'll ever right. go to. It is totally geared toward young kids. I totally agree. <laughs> it's not so scary. The scariest thing you're going to see is the headless horseman riding up in front of the per, uh, in front of the parade and the villains on the castle stage. But they don't like come down and yeah, try to you know. No, nothing like that. And you really have to watch for the headless horseman because it's over in a flash. Mm -hmm. I mean, no. If you want to get the junk scared out of you, go to Universal. Right. But <laughs> Disney is perfectly tame. Oh, yeah, definitely. All, to answer her first question, um, it's going to eat up a lot of her time. If that's the only park visit for that day, I would recommend having something faster that's going to because, eat up a lot of the right. party. See, they're already doing um, Restaurant Akershus one day. They're doing Chef Mickey's. So, she, you know, they are doing a lot of princess yeah, activities this already. Only, this was the only time she could get in the castle. Mm -hmm. So mm. you got to kind of make that decision. I mean, you're looking, what, an hour and a half, two hours maybe? I mean, yeah. as far as the four-year-old, she's not going to, time-wise, she's not going to. Yeah, you don't want to rush it either. Rush her. Mm -hmm. 
she's going to have to make this call herself. Is it worth giving up that much of her party time? Yeah. Riding the attraction, seeing the other things that are going on. And then, or, it's, and then you get into the later hours of the kids going to be too tired right. to enjoy the rest of the party. I mean, that, that she's not going to be getting on the, the big popular rides anyway, like Tower of Terror. Uh, not Tower of Terror, but Space Mountain or uh, Splash Mountain. With two four-year-old little girls, uh, yeah, that might not be Yeah, I don't be think the, they're tall so enough they're to ride that gonna, ride. They're not going to be needing that part it's you know you're gonna hit the parade and i think that's like after eight 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 o'clock or something like that so, so there's no definitive okay. answer for this one right she'll have to make her own call but it's definitely not too scary okay thank you mrs martin i'm gonna go next okay. we're not gonna go in order oh, i'm gonna change things mess up everything oh, man. up i'm gonna Boy, mess I'm, you all I'm up all screwed up now mine is from sherry and sherry does not tell me where she is from, but she writes, I have read numerous threads on the Diz about the Year of a Million Dreams and people following the Dream Team around so that they can attempt to be in the right place at the right time to win a prize. The most recent thread I read was, quote, I'm ready for it to end, end quote. This is not the only thread on the Diz discussing this topic, just the most recent that I've seen. It seems the theme in all these threads is people who express their disappointment in not winning a prize. I have read posts in the past where people have spent a major amount of time planning their trip around where they think the dream team will be. There is also a large number of people who get disappointed because they got to the park first and didn't get asked to do the rope drop, claiming that these things have, quote, ruined their entire trip. They always express how they feel guilty for having these feelings because they know it's wrong. Um, Sherry, you know, I've been doing this now for 10 years, and I have seen any number of issues take the same tone and direction that this issue was taking. Yep. Um, we've seen it with Cinderella's Royal Table. Oh, if they don't God. get the Cinderella's Royal Table reservation, the reservation is ruined. Their children will never be the same. They'll be in therapy for the rest of their lives. People tend to get, as you can tell if you've read our boards at all, people tend to get fanatical about this. They run out of what planning what restaurant to go to. They run out of planning what, the, what ride to ride at what time of the day. And then the planning has to go somewhere. The attention has to go somewhere. So it starts going to issues like this. How can I position myself to be in a place to win a random prize? (laughs) Okay? People don't get that these really are random. And that there is not going to be a strategy, per se, uh, that is going to work. It's just... And people do this. I've seen stuff like this happen all the time. People set themselves up. And if you are foolish enough, and forgive me, I don't mean to disparage any of my, uh, of my site visitors, but if you are foolish enough to expect that you're going to win a random prize when you're at Disney World, one of 20 or 30 million people a year who are passing through those turnstiles, if you think you are that lucky, then you should be playing Powerball, not going to the Magic Kingdom. Okay? And... You know, really and truly. So it's, it's a common sense thing. And, of course, there's that expression, that old expression, if common sense is so common, why don't more people have it? I don't know the answer to that. But it is one of those things. And this is not the first issue like this we've seen. Like I said, there's any number of issues that, you know, if I don't get this reservation or if I don't get to eat at this restaurant or go Man. here or see this or do that, that my vacation is completely ruined. I've heard it all before. And will people ever learn? No, probably not. Because, uh, you know, it just, like I said, I've seen it go on for 10 years. Uh, the people, and then they turn around, and, and the, the ones that are traveling with them, they try to build up their expectations, and, and that's what the problem is. It's they, crazy. They're over, 
anticipating of okay, we're going to win something. I think and there is like, one part of the planning process that tends to, tends to get skipped on our discussion boards, and that's the part where you take a step back, take a deep breath, and calm down. Right. <laughs> yeah, you part know. Of, part of the problem too is this whole this whole comparison and this jealousy thing. Someone got this or someone got that. Someone got an upgrade at a resort that I wasn't offered. My daughter got to wake up Tinkerbell. Right. I mean, it's your vacation. Make it special for yourself. Stop comparing yourself to other people's vacations and what they got and what you didn't get. It just It's so ridiculous. We got a lanyard. Well, a lot of people today, you know, they have that mentality, you know, me, 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 I deserve, I deserve. and I paid a lot of money for this vacation. You know, in my opinion, that's just not the kind of attitude to have. You know, and go ahead, go ahead. Keep making an issue about that. Keep making a stink about it. Keep keep cluttering up discussion boards like mine and others with, with, with threads like this. And guess what? Disney will never do it again. Because if they're seeing something that's getting a lot of, a lot of ink among the fan community, complaining about Year of a Million Dreams and I didn't get this and I didn't get that, Disney's going to check that off their list of things to ever do again. Well, I think the whole thing is, are you ready for Year of a Million Dreams to end? I mean, go to the park. I didn't even... I've been in the park a lot since the Year of a Million Dreams began. less. As a matter of fact, I stood in the middle of Epcot one day yelling really loud, I'm ready. <laughs> no one cared. I've never even seen the Dream Team. No, neither have I. So, and I spent a lot of time there. So I think for people being ready for it to end... Stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Well, from what we hear, although it's not official, we've heard some that it's ending at the end of the year. It will end on December 31st. Disney does this 15-year celebration thing in 15 months. 15, 15 months. Month, yeah. <laughs> it seems like 15 years, doesn't it? 15-month <laughs> celebration thing. They always do. It starts October 1st. It always ends the following December. It's just what they do. Gives them three extra months to... Right, you know, beat it into the ground some more, make sure it's dead. Suck the money out of you. I didn't really know what was going on whenever it happened to us. I'm like, why aren't they giving me free stuff? I didn't pay for yeah. this. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen it over at the land pavilion where one of the boats coming in from the, the 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 boat tour, and all of a sudden they just pop out of nowhere and just the whole boat gets the prize. That's wow. like planning your life around winning the lottery. I know, yeah, that's what I mean. You like can't, I said, you if can't you, plan it. I if mean, you think your odds are that good that you're going to get one of these great prizes, because these people aren't looking for a lanyard. These people want, want a night in uh, yeah. Cinderella Castle. Exactly. Yeah. We all would. We all would. But you know what? If you go there expecting it, and then you don't get it, and then you wonder why you're disappointed, you're an idiot. I think the sad I'm part sorry. is I'm, I, I don't. Again, I don't mean to be rude, but it's really, there, there's a limit. Right. I mean, people are angering the prize god. I think the sad part is when they get their kids' hopes up. Mm-hmm. It, that's what I was trying to touch on yeah. before. I mean, getting your children's hopes up that this might happen, this is one of those... I, I, I have to step back to our other show. If people could sort of say to themselves, I'm going to appreciate the small stuff, the stuff that's around every corner in Walt Disney World, I think you'll have a great vacation. It should be something that takes you by surprise. Right. Exactly. That's the whole. That's the whole idea of it, so... I want to I want to read mine next, Pete, because it yeah, kind of ties into what you just said. Uh, this is from Carla Bryant, and she's from Bowling Green, Kentucky. She said, "I'm curious: is the Disney Company aware of the Diz boards? Given the huge number of members and the activity level of the boards, I wonder if they have any people who actually check out the boards to get a feel for how, say, a new attraction or the park yeah, in the park is being received." One or two. <laughs> we know for a fact. We've been in meetings with uh, high-level Disney management. Where the boards are mentioned more than once. Oh yeah, they're they're they're, they're very they've been very aware of us for many years, and uh, I mean they do not uh, they do not acknowledge us per se. Uh, they don't acknowledge really any of the Disney the unofficial Disney sites. 
they uh, they're they're aware that they're there. They they watch them. Uh, I know for a fact that you know hot hot button issues that have been raised on our our forums have actually had an impact on Disney policy in the past. Actually, we we actually one year saw uh, annual pass holder discounts get released after an outbreak on our boards of absolute unbelievable fury that there were not going to be any annual pass holder discounts. The sad little crab cake disappeared. The sad mm. little crab cake disappeared. <laughs> a, cr- a cruise line, they watch our boards all the time. Yeah, our discussion boards are, are, are very, very monitored by Disney. Um, just virtually everything that we do, and every Disney, that every major Disney website anyway, not so much the smaller ones, I don't think, but the larger Disney websites are all monitored. We're all watched. I'm going to go next. Okay. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony knows who he is. My email is from Randy uh, in Grand Falls, North Carolina. Randy says he enjoys hearing our reviews of the restaurants, and he doesn't always agree with them, but sometimes he does. Actually, mostly he does, and he was curious about something. Do you give bad ones another shot? No. If so, how, <laughs> if so, how long do you wait, and have you come up with uh, have any come up to par by your next visit? Thanks for the reviews and all the hard work. Hard work, Randy. I go out to eat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That everyone puts into the podcast every week. The podcast coupled with the Diz boards really makes me feel a lot closer to Disney. Uh, Randy, I don't. I don't go back and give them another shot. There's far too many restaurants that need to be reviewed. And I have to say, this is a snapshot of something that happens. I think my position on this is I might be the answer to the people who tell you that this is a must do that these restaurants get this sort of uh, mythical mystique. yeah that's a mythical proportioned uh, reputation yeah. that the, if you again this goes back to if I don't get this reservation at this time I am going to just explode and I want you to know that I guess that's what I'm trying to do I'm trying to burst that bubble and what the other thing I think my job is to let you know and hopefully let Disney know is that I don't think anybody has a right to charge this much money for bad food. That's hopefully what you're getting out of this, that if you open your mouth and speak, maybe Disney will raise the level of food that they're serving to people. I've eaten in some restaurants in the past where I don't think you got your value for your money. And I think that's a shame. I think Disney does some wonderful things. I think they do some things really well. And when their restaurants are on, they're terrific. And every restaurant can have a slip up. But no, I don't go back and give them a second chance before I review them. Someday down the line, chances are once we keep doing this for another year, we might have to revisit some. But there's still a whole bunch out there that haven't been reviewed. So, And I'm not looking to ruin anybody's reputation. I'm not looking to change anybody's mind. I'm giving you my opinion. Right. Good. So, Thank you, Kevin. Kevin, just to uh, go along, Randy also asked a question about uh, he has sleep apnea. and uh, You're asking the question of the right guy over here. Well, so oh, you never want to sleep in a, in a hotel room next to Bob. <laughs> That's oh. true. I don't. Lord. Even the next room. That's what I meant. You don't the want to wall, sleep in a hotel room where his room is next vibrates. to yours. Really? Yeah. Oh. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, go ahead. I didn't know that. Okay. He has sleep apnea, and he has to use a, 
CPAP. 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 Uh, Continuous Positive Airway Pressure Machine when he sleeps. And he's coming down in December for his trip, and it uses distilled water. And he's asking where on property we can get it. And it just so happened that when we were doing the Pop Century uh, bus thing last time, we went to the food court and we asked them if they had uh, distilled water. And if you go up and ask somebody that's taking care of the counter for filling the food, they actually do have the distilled water at that food court. Okay. Okay. We also asked at uh, the Polynesian, and the Polynesian uh, fast food thing didn't have it. So I found it there at least for you, Randy. And then if not, uh, does a, the drugstores and uh, public supermarkets are rather close, so you can get it there. Was there a charge at Pop Century for the distilled water? Yeah, you, you have to pay for it, and they sell it by the gallon, but they don't display it out front. It has to be asked for uh, directly. This was also a question on the Disney Cruise Line. CPAP machines are not uncommon. Right. Sleep apnea is a pretty common affliction. Yeah. And it's available also on the Disney Cruise Line. It's not something that's made public, and it's not for, they don't sell it for drinking. Mm-mm. It's strictly for medicinal use, and it is available through guest services on the Disney Cruise Line. So I just wanted to touch base on that with, to go along with your email. I'm sure if you went to guest services at any of the resorts, because this is a medical condition, they would be able to point you in the right direction. Sure. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Corey. I have one from Stephen. He doesn't say where he's from. Um, he says, hi. He wants to know why that we have no cover art embedded in our podcast files. My iPhone and iPod are begging for some beautiful Diz cover art while I'm listening to your show. Keep up the fantastic work. Uh, well, Stephen, thanks for letting us know, because I really was not aware that our cover art was not... Um, showing up on the iPod or the iPhone. I did, now that I know, I'm going to make sure that it does show up. So thanks for letting us know about that. It's only been, what, a year? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do this before you go away too, right? Sure. Uh-huh. I'll try. I'll try to. I think Stephen just wanted to brag. My iPhone. My I- well, no, no, no. You should see at the bottom of it. It says, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, first wonder, email, so like that. The only reason I haven't taken the plunge with the iPhone is I don't like the look of that virtual keyboard. My, my phone now, because I do a lot of emailing on my phone and my phone has a nice keyboard that i can physical keyboard i can use i can get around pretty easily that virtual keyboard i, I don't know it just doesn't look <laughs> good to me it also looks very fragile to me and i'm not good with phones as a matter of fact i have like the construction phone i don't know apple makes apple makes pretty heavy duty equipment isn't that front piece all glass on the iphone I'm sure it's not like shattering glass, though. It's bulletproof. For uh, for John, it might be. (laughs) The problem I have is I have a little one-inch by one-inch screen on my iPhone or on my cell phone. I am constantly wiping Mm -hmm. ear schmutz off it. This is like what ear schmutz. You know that stuff when you put your cell. You know what I'm talking about. Face grease. Isn't that the I just uh, wanted to water hear him park? Ear schmutz. Ear schmutz. (laughs) The one in Texas. I just love when he says ear schmutz. This is. Just not that interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting to see where it was going. On to my next email. Okay, go ahead, Julie. (laughs) Nice segue. This is from Michelle in Standish, Maine. 
Hi, gang. I'd love to know more about Disney Quest. We've been to Disney once a year for the last six and never made it here. My daughter's 13 and my son is 10, and they do not have motion issues, so I assume they'll have a blast there. But how about me? I can't spin or watch 360-degree screens. Do you think I can enjoy some of the popular games like Pirates or the Splash Mountain one? Thanks so much. Corey and I recently visited Disney Quest with my 10-year-old sister, and she had a blast. You know, we did the Buzz Lightyear Astro Orbiter, isn't that what it's called? Something like that. Um, which does spin, so I don't know if you could do that, but like the Pirates cars. game or um, the Jungle Cruise one, that wouldn't cause any sort of motion sickness. And they also have a lot of your, your older arcade games, which could be a lot of fun for mom, you know, that she could do while maybe the kids are doing some of those things that you don't enjoy. There's a Cheesecake Factory, too. Take a Tylenol and go hang out. <laughs> Corey, isn't there one that they actually put a... a yeah, there's the, uh, that's piece the, over the Aladdin, Aladdin Magic Carpet. Okay, well, there's the Aladdin in the Comic Zone. Yeah, that, there's a few of them. The Aladdin one, I got motion sickness on that. Yeah, I would not suggest that yeah. for mom. Yeah, yeah I liked, was, I love that. The Aladdin virtual oh, reality fun. ride was great. And the Space Mountain one. Yeah, the, spa- the Space Mountain one, that's another story. That was, that was, <laughs> that was bad for me, too. That's a yeah. rock tumbler. Yeah. yeah, Virtual Space Mountain didn't bother me. Well, we went in there and did like did you do a five? 10 loops. Yes. Oh, yeah. we had to, Julie had to stop it. What you have um, to remember about Virtual Space Mountain, though, is that for even though it's spinning you around and doing all that other stuff, you are not getting the effect of gravity. You are not up high. And you know, so that feeling of like your stomach sinking and so you don't You're get that. You're not up high? You're not up, up high. high. <laughs> There's no gravity. It's not like a cheesecake factory on a regular, yeah, on a regular roller coaster. No, on a regular roller coaster, part of that experience is is the gravity experience where you're you right. lose your stomach and stuff. You don't get that doing Virtual Space Mountain at Disney Quest. You get spun around and other stuff like that. And if you're really sensitive, which I consider myself very sensitive to stuff like that, and I did a five. Well, we did the Virtual Space Mountain. It didn't there. bother me. Too many loops. I won't be doing I that again. Pr- I did pretty much a straight line. That was fun. There is no spinning at the Cheesecake Factory. No, there's no Get spin. your mind out of the Cheesecake Factory. You can factory find a lot to do at Disney Quest. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's You can, absolutely. Disney yeah. Quest is a lot of fun. I think they'll all have fun together. Even if you don't like any of the rides, just go hang out on like, the arcade area. Yeah, go there's race just, cars. It's fun. You know, or go next door to Virgin Megastore. Or <laughs> <laughs> you could do that, too. So... All right, thank you, Julie. Uh, I have one from Artie Robar in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia in Canada. Hi, I love the show. Just wondering where you get all the info you put on the podcast and the site. Uh, does Disney supply you with press releases, or do you have to go hunting for it? <laughs> we have to go. What? what do you, He's laughing. Why Disney, is that funny? Does Disney give us <laughs> press releases? press releases? Well, I mean, we could get the press releases are publicly available. We could easily oh, yeah, get press releases. True. No, we do not get our information from Disney press releases we get it from having to go hunt for it um, actually a lot a lot of information I'd say a lot but maybe a, a good percentage of the information we work off of uh, comes off the boards people find things out and we things get posted on our boards before we know about it and, there's some uh, inside information also I mean we, we also I mean we do have we do have some inside info we do have you know being in the parks we get any number of places that we get any any, any number any amount of information so uh, but no, none of it comes direct from Disney. None, you know, Disney doesn't feed any of these websites, at least not to the best of my knowledge. They don't feed us any info. Let me put it to you that way. I wish they would, <laughs> but they don't. 
I so. think I think they wish they would too. I think they would like to have a certain level of control over our information. Yeah, they tried that once. Yep, doesn't work. They tried that once. I was not having any of it, but <laughs> we'll leave that story for another time. <laughs> All right, who's next? I'll go next. I have one from Kimberly from Falcon, Colorado. Uh, they say they're going to. Uh, Come down to Walt Disney World November 8th through the 15th, staying at Wilderness Lodge. And uh, we planned it so that we can enjoy the last weekend of the Food and Wine Festival and then do a bit of the holiday stuff, including Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. What I can't find specific data on is when does the Grand Floridian actually put up the gingerbread houses? One of our family traditions going back as long as I can remember is that we create our own gingerbread house and introduce the project to new friends each year. It would be so special to me to be able to see these at the uh, Grand Floridian, and I'm hoping that we'll be up, it'll be up before we leave. Uh, she's mentioned that she saw the show that they did on building it on the food That's network. never up before Thanksgiving, though, I don't think. Uh, well, it opened on November 13th last year. Oh, did it? 2006. Okay. Uh, is the information that I saw. So uh, I just wanted to say that I can't guarantee that it'll be there, but it's it it could be there while you're there. Uh, I just have some facts about that gingerbread house that I'd like to talk about for sure. a minute. Uh, the gingerbread house is 16 feet tall, for people that don't know that. It's 17 feet wide. Uh they use 60 sheets of plywood to build it, along with the gingerbread, and they uh, 40 window panes, 80 square feet of retail space to sell the gingerbread, uh, and then there's 100 square feet of display space. The amount of some of the items to, to actually bake the house is 1,050 pounds of honey goes into making that house. Wow. 140 pints of egg whites, 600 pounds of powdered sugar, mm. 700 pounds of chocolate. Ooh, I'd love Sweet. to swim in that. 800 <laughs> pounds of flour, 35 pounds of spices, and tons of creativity, Disney magic, and pixie dust, and one cherry. That came from <laughs> <laughs> one cherry. That came from Disney. No, no, the, I added the cherry. I, I don't know if that's true, if there's a cherry, but I thought... Adding a uh, that's, one, that, that's one of the, the coolest things it's that, that gingerbread interesting. has. And it it's smells f- good. Say, it it fills the lobby with that smell. And, they, and the stuff they sell in there is good. I mean, yeah. it's some yep. tasty stuff. That you High get quality there. stuff. Yeah. So, Kimberly, there is a good shot at it. They, you, I think they, con- uh, they start construction the first part of November. Just something that we don't tell people is that they sell whole gingerbread houses, miniature gingerbread houses that you can purchase and take home with you. However, they have been known to sell out on any given day and won't be available until they make more the next day. The other thing they sell is small pieces of gingerbread. While it's not an actual piece of the house, it's similar to the planking that they use to put on the outside of the house so you can buy pieces of it. But those gingerbread houses, they can sell. So if you're looking for one, make sure you go early in the day. And they sell something else that I'm pretty sure Pete loves is the chocolate peppermint bark. Oh, yeah, that's delicious. I remember that? And then they they also have the uh, lollipops and special Grand Floridian logo boxes. So those are some of the things. And it takes the chefs 400 hours for baking the gingerbread and 160 hours to decorate the house. Oh, wow. So those are just tips I've 
well, found out. Cool. Thank you, Bob. Corey, what do you have? I have one from Lori from Indian Trail, North Carolina, and she asks, um, are there any new details about how Disney plans to celebrate Epcot's 25th anniversary? Um, I haven't heard anything yet, but I do know that they're planning to do something on October 1st. Um, I don't know. Do you all know anything that they've released yet? They've not released anything official yet. Nothing. What they're using is sort of this nebulous wording that there will be special events and things, ceremonies, but who knows what that'll be. They did make mention of the fact that they were not going to do any big acknowledgments of individual park uh, anniversaries, that all celebrations in the future will be global celebrations, Mm -hmm. sort of like the year of a million dreams, because they pretty much skipped right over the, uh, there was a few minor things. The 35th Magic Kingdom or something like that. Right, the 30th and the 35th were just sort of skipped right over. But you would think 25th they would do something big. Yeah. Especially, you know, Epcot. They took the wand now. Yeah. Well, they're redoing a lot of things at the World Showcase, but... Okay, cool. That's it. Kevin. I have uh, an email from Hector Torres from, I, I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, it's Kearney, New Jersey. Kearney, that's ah, correct. I did say it right. That's the second time you've had a Kearney. I think it's actually the second email from Hector. Oh. Yeah, it is. Okay. I was about to say that. <laughs> Hector likes us. Uh, Hector says he loves the new logo and we should put it on t-shirts. Plan Good on. idea, Hector. And now for my question. I was wondering about the restaurant reviews. I was hoping maybe you could uh, tie in whether or not the restaurant is worthwhile for free dining. I know Kevin mentions that restaurants are not worth the time or money spent, but I myself am going in September, and I know a lot more members of the Diz Unplugged Pod Squad will be going during the free dining offer, and I think we would like to know if some of the restaurants that you do not like would be worth it if they are there for free ex- free dining. Some examples he gives are the Coral Reef, Whispering Canyon, and others that I'm not fond of. Hector, I'm going to tell you the same thing I said during my last email. Um, this is my opinion. You'll find uh, any number of people who think the places that I've told you I didn't care for are the most spectacular places on earth. All you have to do is read the Diz and somebody else is going to tell you that this is the best place they've ever eaten. I can tell you that even in restaurants that we go to here in Orlando, any restaurant can have an off day. However, again, I say Disney's charging top dollar for these restaurants. And if you're getting food that's inedible, whether it's during free dining or not free dining, I think it's your responsibility to speak up. Now, even though it's free dining, you're paying for this as part of your vacation package. If Disney didn't offer a free dining promotion, they might have offered a discount on your hotel. So you are paying for it, even though it's called the free dining. So what I suggest is make your reservations at the places that interest you. Form your own opinions. Let me know what you thought of the restaurant. I think that's a great way to give me feedback on, you know, maybe mine was just uh, an unusual event. I'm not always certain that's the case, but I'm always interested in hearing what you thought. But I definitely think you should go and form your own opinion. And again, as Pete said earlier, I don't think a bad meal is going to ruin anybody's vacation. Right. My thing is, you know, if they give the food away free, I mean, if it's bad food, it's not going to be any better. Free free garbage is free still garbage. Free garbage is still garbage. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make sense. Why I've, waste one of those credits that you have eating in a place that's not going to be good? It doesn't make any sense to me. I agree with you. Yeah. I would not go back to the Whispering Canyon Cafe. I thought the food was trash. 
or as the word I've used in the past was swill. It was inedible. We went someplace and, excuse me, we went someplace and had dinner afterwards. It's not my choice, but all you have to do is look at the Diz board and there's hundreds of people who will tell you that the Whispering Canyon Cafe is the best place they've ever eaten. Their kids love it. So it's an opinion. And I agree with John. Free garbage is free garbage. And then you have to think about your time. This is time taken away from your vacation where you could be doing something else. It's not just about... Eating better food. Exactly. Equally well, free. I am of the... I have a, this whole thing with the free dining thing that my idea of going on vacation is that dinner complements the rest of the day. When you start planning your vacation about how to get the most bang for your free dining bucks, it, it stops being about going to Disney World. You can spend your time in New York City going to fine restaurants if you're going to spend all of your vacation planning on how to use that last credit. I say go to the places that you think appeal to you, go to the places that you've heard good things about, and enjoy yourself. This is supposed to augment your vacation. It's not about planning how to use every single one of your dining credits. If that's what's driving your planning, to me, you're losing sight of the bigger fact that you're in Disney World. Right. True. I agree. Very true. Thank you, Kevin. And John, finishing us up. My last one is from Lisa in Vancouver, Washington. And Lisa writes, my family will be going to Walt Disney World at the end of August, and we would like to see one of the tours that are offered or like to experience one of the tours that are offered. My children are 14. They're from Canada? I have Vancouver, Vancouver Washington. Washington. Oh, I thought it was British Columbia. Never mind. Oh, sorry. Uh, my children are 14 and 12. Can you please give us recommendations for something that will appeal to the whole family? Lisa, check out the site. Check out the Diz. We've got a really great chart on the Diz that tells you all the information about the different tours that are available, including a synopsis of each one. Most importantly is going to be age. For a 12- and a 14-year-old, you're going to be really limited in which ones you can do because they usually start at 16 for a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. So check them out. You're only going to be, there's only, like I think, two or three that the kids can actually do. So I would start there and then decide if, they, if it sounds like something you would want to do. My opinion is I think all the backstage stuff is cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't get enough of that stuff, and anything we've done has been... So check it out on the Diz. Lisa, I think you're going to find some really good information there that will help you make your decision. Great. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, everybody who wrote in. Again, uh, if, we read, if you send us an email, ask us a question, give us a comment, we read it on the air, get your very own Diz Unplugged t-shirt. End of the month, we give uh, select one person whose email we read on the show, give them a really cool prize. So you can send us an email, podcast at wdwinfo.com, or go to our podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And that will do it for this week for the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. We will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition. Hope you all have a great week.